It's hard to imagine buying a house without ever seeing it in person, but it's happening now more than ever. Stay tuned and I'll tell you how to successfully buy a house without ever stepping foot in it. It seems like everything has gone virtual in 2020 and buying houses is one of them. Seems crazy though, right? How can you really tell if you wanna live somewhere without ever being in the space? Now, I don't think people necessarily want to buy houses this way, but because of everything that's happened this year, it's become more and more of a common practice. For most of 2020, we've had travel restrictions, so people that had to move, say, in the summer of 2020, couldn't come down to do their normal house hunting trips. Also, with homes selling as fast as they have been, if you wait to fly down to see a house, it might be gone. So, buying sight unseen has now become a common practice. So how can you do it successfully and what are the risks? To start, there are two different types of sight unseen buyers. The first are buyers who already know the areas. They have already explored neighborhoods and cities in person and know where they want to live. And this happens a lot with buyers who come down for house hunting trips and just don't happen to find the house that they're looking for while they're down, but do find the neighborhood that they wanna live in. So buying a house sight unseen for these types of buyers is simply that. They're buying the house sight unseen, but they know the neighborhood, which is half the battle. Because when you're buying a house, you're not just buying a house, you're buying the location and all the good and bad that comes with that location. So if you're one of those sight unseen buyers who already knows where you wanna live, you're a little bit more prepared than the second type of sight unseen buyer. And that is the buyer who hasn't seen the areas, the neighborhoods, or the homes in person. Now this scenario is more challenging, but it can absolutely be done as long as you're using the resources that we're gonna go over. So what are the best tools to use when you're trying to buy sight unseen? First, and most obviously, are online resources. Since you are most likely watching this on YouTube, I will assume that you've already started this process. There are a million online resources, but which ones are going to be the most useful for you? That depends on what is most important to you. The first thing you need to do is figure out your must-haves and start your online research there. So say, for example, you have children and school zones are really, really important, top of your list, then that's where you should start looking first. Researching school zones would be super important, and then that will help you narrow down your search. If a short commute is one of your must-haves, then you need to start by researching drive times. One of my favorite tools for this is actually following social media accounts for local news stations. They often have drive time information in the mornings, and if you watch it for a couple weeks, then that will show you some trends of trouble spots that you want to avoid. If the house itself is the most important thing to you, then start by using the websites where you can search for homes with your specific criteria. And so on and so forth. You get what I'm saying. Start the search by the most important criteria and narrow down from there. The second tool that you're going to need if you're trying to buy sight unseen is a great real estate agent. Obviously, I'm a real estate agent, so I'm going to recommend that you have a real estate agent. But there is very good reasons why you should have one when you're buying sight unseen. They have to be your eyes, your ears, your nose, your hands in that house because you're not there to see it yourself. You really need to trust your agent, so I recommend that you get an experienced and knowledgeable real estate agent. 
I recommend that you talk to a few agents before you settle on one to make sure that they have the right tools to navigate you through this process. Do they have the technology to do virtual tours with you? If they're not familiar with FaceTime, Skype, or Zoom, then you're gonna have troubles right from the beginning. You also want someone that's going to be descriptive yet neutral. As you walk back here, you can see this, the floor changes to a wood floor. We have the pool bath here on the left-hand side. So this is a full bathroom. When I virtually tour houses for clients, I try to remember that they're seeing the house on a tiny screen, either their computer or their phone. They're not taking in the entire picture that I'm seeing. So I have to really try to describe what that house is like from my vantage point. And my number one recommendation for buyers is make sure you're asking a lot of questions of your agent while they're walking through the house. Anything that's important to you, ask the question so you're getting that description. So one note about this, there are a lot of virtual tours that are attached to the online listings. These are a great tool whenever you start looking for a house. Go through them, a lot of them have 3D walking tours that you can do. Those are fantastic tools, but you still really need your agent to set foot in that house and for you to tour with the agent. They will give you a different perspective and it'll also give you the current condition of the home. If you are a sight unseen buyer who has not been to the area, make sure you ask your agent to virtually tour the neighborhood in the areas as well as the houses. Google Street View is a start to this, but your agent should be able to safely drive or walk around the neighborhood to give you more up-to-date info on the surrounding areas and what the neighborhood really looks like today. The next tool that you can use are your neighbors, friends, and family. So how to use neighbors if you don't live there yet? Easy, a lot of neighborhoods have Facebook accounts or you can check nextdoor.com or other social media outlets. If those accounts aren't private, then scroll through, look at what people are talking about and even ask questions if they allow you to. So what is even better is if you happen to have a friend or a family member that's close by that could actually go and tour the house with your agent so you have another perspective. And if you don't have anybody close by that can physically look at a house, check your social media. See if you have any friends, even if you haven't talked to them in a very long time. See if you have any friends that live in the area. Send them a private message or a DM and ask them what they think about certain neighborhoods, areas, and houses. Most people love to talk about their city and it may be a really great way to reconnect with that person. Okay, so let's say you have found the neighborhood that you love and you have found the house that you love. You've put in an offer and you now have an executed contract. Now it's time for the inspection period. And that brings me to tool number four, your home inspector. If it is at all possible for you to come down during your home inspection, please make every effort to do so. It makes everybody feel better. The buyer, the seller, the agents, the inspector, everybody. Now that wouldn't be a truly sight unseen purchase, but it is a good tip and I have had a lot of buyers do that. I realize that a lot of you won't be able to do that, so you really have to trust your home inspector. Make sure they are licensed and insured and highly recommended. Just like finding a real estate agent, interview a couple home inspectors to make sure you're going to hire the one that's going to represent you best. And if possible, ask that home inspector to video chat with you when he or she is done with the inspection. So if there's anything in particular that you need to see, they can show it to you with video. Sometimes when you read the home inspection reports, it's really hard to understand that issue because it's not in the context of the home itself. And also don't hesitate to call your home inspector once you get that report if you have questions. It's a really important part of the process. If everything goes well with the home inspection and your loan is moving along, then you are well on your way to buying a house sight unseen.
It's time to prepare your expectations for actually seeing that house. The hope is that you will love that house even more than you did in pictures and video. And in my experience, that is normally what happens as long as buyers are using all the tools to find their house. However, the biggest risk in buying a house sight unseen is that you might be disappointed and you might not like it. But keep in mind, disappointment is actually a risk for all buyers, even ones that have seen the house several times before they close. I address this topic in a video called Reality Check, What New Homeowners Should Know. Check that one out. If you do find that you're disappointed, give the house and give the neighborhood some time. A lot of times, houses don't feel like homes for a while. Do your best to problem solve the things that you don't like about the house and see if your mind changes over time. And if you just can't make that house a home, then you might take a significant financial hit if you decide to sell too quickly. Your closing costs as both a buyer and a seller can add up quickly and it's hard to cover those costs with an increase in equity over a short period of time. Another risk that I'm seeing more and more is the risk that your offer will be overlooked by the sellers because you are a sight unseen buyer. In a multiple offer situation, a seller might view a sight unseen buyer as a riskier one than someone who has actually seen the house. And they might choose that offer over yours, even if it happens to be for a lower price. So why would they do that? Sight unseen buyers make sellers nervous, especially when you have certain parts of your contract, like the as-is contract in the state of Florida, where buyers have an easy out during their inspection period. I have seen it happen all summer here in Florida. A sight unseen buyer will put in a great offer and then they cancel it during the inspection period. Sellers assume that someone who has seen the house will probably not change their mind as easily as someone who hasn't seen the house, so they take that less risky option. If you are a sight unseen buyer, please talk to your agent about how to make your offer attractive if you happen to get into a multiple offer situation. For all of you out there looking to buy a house sight unseen, good luck to you. It is doable, I promise. Ask a lot of questions and use a lot of resources. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.